There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the last. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome one and all to the great pantomime of English football. Millwall versus Leeds at the Den. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. On a grey afternoon here at the, in the South Bermondsey. There's a hint of sunshine on the clouds over and above the docker stand. It's gone grey. Not cold, but cool. Flags flapping in a moderate breeze over on the, uh, on the other side of the ground. It's good to be back, and apologies for the slight break in transmission last couple of weeks. I was away last weekend, missed the Wolves game, the 1-0 defeat up at Wolves, and I wasn't able to make the QPR game on, on Tuesday night, a dramatic night uh, involving the sending off, of course, of Lee Gregory and the surrender of a two-goal lead by the 10 meter Millwall. But uh, watching the, the pre-match highlights on the, on the big screen here in the ground, I've got to say it was almost incessant pressure from QPR in that second half. So um, overall, heroic, heroic um, last stand by the line and one point. But to quote Winston Churchill at Dunkirk, championships or misquotes him, anyway, championships or promotion or survival is not won by heroic last stands. Completely misquoted the uh, greatest prime minister of our, our great country there. But anyway, apologies. I think you know what I mean. Today's team news sees the introduction of Fred Onyedimma, presumably up front. Um, we don't really know whether Fred's going to be the striker with... with uh, Steve Morrison up front, or whether it's going to be Aidan O'Brien, or whether they're going to exchange roles on, on the wing. So that remains to be seen. But anyway, the middle team, Jordan Archer in goal, across the back line, McLaughlin, Meredith, Hutchinson and Williams. Midfield's going to be Wallace, Williams, Saville, and take your pick of O'Brien or Fred. Up front, Morrison, and take your pick of O'Brien or Fred. So that remains to be seen, as we say. The bench looks rather threadbare. Um, Dave Martin, the uh, new signing. Uh, in goal, Tony Craig, Jake Cooper, Marlon Romeo, Ryan Tunnicliffe, Chris Twardick from the uh, from the, uh, the, the, the the reserve teams, and Shane Ferguson. So that's what two, four, six, seven, seven subs. Um, it does look rather thin once you get past our first choice eleven, dear listeners. So no wonder Mil- Neil Harris blasted the crazy in inverted commas decision to send off Lee Gregory. I must admit, in uh, watching it on the on the computer. Um, 
YouTube clips I've seen. It didn't look that, that bad a tackle. Innocuous, some might say. The referee saw fit to send off Griggs, and he's suspended today. There we are. That decision was not rescinded by by the uh, Football League in a week, and I believe Griggs actually has a three-match ban. So that's, that's quite a blow, given the uh, sparse nature of our squad. Leeds, of course, start the season quite well at the top of the table as they come into today's match. I think it was um, seven games played, five wins and two draws. So, um, huge club, massive club, Leeds United. Great name from the past, from the 1970s. Winners of the old first division three times. European um, Fairs Cup, I believe it was called then. And the FA Cup winners a couple of times, I believe. So, um, all under the glory days of Don Revy back in the 1970s. Since then, they've gone into something of a, of a long-term 30-40 year lull really I know they made the European Cup semi-finals in 2001 uh, which disastrously went bad on them but they're a big club 30,000 um, home support each week each every other week and they'll bring at least 2,000 down at the end today it is one of the great fixtures of the Mill calendar um, are we only here because they're Leeds? possibly possibly but then they do have a name don't they? so do we of course so do we the news at Den reports some impressive statistics coming into today's game for the Whites, Leeds. Uh, goalkeeper Felix Wiedewald, a German guy, I believe, has kept six successive championship clean sheets. So we'll be looking to puncture that today with our depleted uh, strifles. He hasn't conceded since the 3-2 win at Bolton on opening day this season. They've also won uh, their last four league games by at least two goals without conceding a first in their history. So Lions very much up against it in today's match. I believe today's game is expected to carry Mill's biggest home crowd since the one they win over Leicester last season, the FA Cup. Um, there was really less than a thousand tickets for sale as of yesterday. So I'm guessing it'll be about um, 14,000 Millwall, a couple of thousand leagues, so something in the region of 16,000 and a few. German goalkeeper Wiedwald isn't worried about the Den's atmosphere. It's potentially hostile vibe, he says. I have played in big stadiums like Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, he says. So this will not be new for me to play in front of a big atmosphere. I'm looking forward to being there and we want the three points. I really should have said that in a, a German LOLO type accent, shouldn't I? But um, I don't know. Too, too cheap a laugh. We don't do cheap laughs on this show. I was only following orders. That kind of accent. You know the type of thing I mean. 15 minutes before kickoff, and the ground is filling nicely. Arrivederci, Milval. Fourteen minutes to kick off, and there's the first hearing of the Jimmy Savile song. He's one of your own. How long before a Turkish reference? I'm going to give it a few more minutes yet. I did a little pre-match uh, conversation with a chap called Matt Stanger from a podcast, the Totally Football Podcast. You probably ought to hear that next week, I'm guessing. But I met with him just before the game today. Do a little bit about the. Uh, compulsory purchase, Lewisham Council shenanigans. Whilst we were standing in a car park, the Leeds coach actually arrived to a torrent of booze. Not quite a, not quite a torrent. There was a, it was certainly um, an outpouring of booze, which I think took him back a little bit because it's no, there's no respect shown at the den to these these clubs, these big clubs. And that's just how we like it. Mill name checked as one of Leeds' rivals on the club's Wikipedia page, along with um, Galatasaray and um, all the usual bigger clubs in the game. Um, quite amazing, we never really played Leeds all that often in my footballing life, certainly until the third division days in the 2000s. We, we touched upon them a little bit in the, in the 80s when they were in the second division, but overall we haven't had an awful lot of contact with Leeds United, but certainly since their third division sojourn and ours, we've developed this um, hostility for each other. 
Mr. Bye for now has really buying into these uh, club sensibilities. What's become of him? Has he been on ease? Someone dropped ecstasy into his MDMA, into his cup of tea up there? I think we need to know. There's enough chemical brothers around the ground today. A few of NEIB for rave. Here we go. Chelis are still out, there's people, newbies, looking for their seats. Don't they know it's Millwall? We don't do seat numbers here, mate. So anarchy. We are the Chemical Brothers. Don't know what I'm prattling on about. Maybe I'll wait for the arrival of the two teams. Calm down a bit. Eyes all around me, fixed on your leads away end, as is the custom at the den. Weigh them up, staring them down, gesticulating to them, calling them... Jimmy Savile's love children, you know the score, dear listeners. Here we go. Lots of offerings out going on, lots of opinions expressed that they will run, and little finger movements being made to send that message. There's a banner over on the East Stand. Did you miss us, is asking. I'm sure they did. I'm sure the Football League did. Everyone misses me all the night around, don't they? <laughs> did you miss us? Here come the teams, dear listeners. Leeds wearing a curious white and black shorts number today. Don't look like Leeds. More than their usual blue and white. They're looking very full now, dear listeners. A few seats here and there. But overall, I'd say it's right about the 15,000, 16,000 mark here today. Well, it's going to be lively here today, I guarantee you that much, dear listeners. Let's hope that goalkeeper is um, as good as he says he is. No, let's not hold that. Let's cut that. That song works, it works really well, doesn't it? <laughs> Powerful stuff. There's the first Turkish song of the afternoon, just on kickoff. Turk bingo. Maybe that should be a new fundraising effort by Millwall. Sell tickets, first uh, Turkish song in the Millwall release game. Mill kick us off, attacking the away end of the first half. Sunshine breaks out across the den. Away we go. Fred Payne up front next to Steve Morrison. Aiden LeBron be on the wing in that case. It does well. Meredith now from the left side of the penalty, runs into two or three these defenders. Mill on the attack at the moment. Move breaks down. Four minutes gone. Scrappy start to the game so far. He's looking a little bit wary of the atmosphere inside the ground at the moment. Mill throwing, long one in from Morrison towards Fred. In six minutes, ball bounce around the edge of the penalty. It's his uh, Wallace, can't quite control it. Breaks wide, now this is McLaughlin. Wallace overlapping him. He's going to try a shot, it's a dipping one. Spills loose! Side. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. The 
disallowed goal. Apologies for my uh, my ejaculation there, dear listeners. Disallowed. Do we always stays? Take it all back. Members of the jury would disregard that last ejaculation. All down the wing. Jeb Wallace chasing it down on eight minutes. Wallace flying into the belt here on the right hand side. All across the box in front of everybody. O'Brien picks it up on the left hand side now. The attack continues. What can we do? He floats it back into the mix. It's towards Fred. He's beaten to the head of there. Savile at the edge of the area, but headed back into the mix. Fred just lacking a little bit of presence there. Cricket conceded. Nine minutes gone. Well, for his holding perhaps. Somebody been slung on the pitch. Nine and a half minutes. Stewart's gone out there. Line I drawing some fact, everything's thrown in. Seems somewhat unfair, don't Such is the life of the Lino. A miserable existence, never quite being a referee. Always the sustained abuse at places like Millwall. The wide shot it is, here's McLaughlin. Millwall about halfway inside the leads half, ten minutes. This is Wallace, beautiful cross into the box. Morrison again back across the box, cleared that time, almost a repeat of the disallowed goal. Morrison opts into cross rather than shoot, very tight angle. This is Savile back into the middle towards Wallace. Ball bouncing around that leads goal. It's Williams. Wallace on the wing now. Another beautiful cross in the box. Goalkeeper spills here. The goalkeeper won't be affected by the atmosphere of Den. It's looking more wobbly than a wee ball. One for you older listeners there. They come Lee's down the right side. They've been struggling to get their passing game together. Got a rare attack forwards on 15 minutes. Dispossessed nicely there by James Meredith. Nice ball from Fred down the wing. This is going to be Wallace. Flying down that, that right-hand wing. He cuts inside brilliantly. Got some space. Can he get the ball in? He can. He finds no one, unfortunately. It's across the Lee's penalty. This is Aiden O'Brien there. 18 minutes. Goes back to James Meredith on the left side. There's Williams, floats the ball back into the mix, that's towards Morrison, clatters the goalkeeper, he takes it safely enough that time. Crunching, taken by James Meredith, earning the approval of the Millwall crowd, as you can hear. Lee's playing this modern standard passing style, across the middle of a park, they just come down the left-hand side as I say that. It's just my luck they uh, tear us apart, as I'm criticising the passing style, the one that keeps the ball for ages and goes nowhere, there's a shot from distance, that's... Miles over the bar, as you can detect, 22 minutes, halfway through the first half. Um, for a top-of-the-table team, they've not shown us much yet as to how they've got themselves there. They've looked very uh, flaccid. The lines, by contrast, aren't really um, firing on all cylinders as yet. We are missing Lee Gregory up front. Fred looks a little bit lightweight in the wrong. But we've had more of the game and we've had more of the chances. Morrison doing his horrible bastard act on 26 minutes, wins a free kick, rolls the um, Leeds defender over the top of him, wins the free kick by staring at the referee, and then having a quiet word in the Leeds defender's ear. We like to see that down here, don't we? Steve Morrison in his miserable old sod persona. Poor clearance by the Leeds goalkeeper, releases Aidan O'Brien down the left-hand side. He's got uh, Morrison and Fred in the middle. Balls across the box, batted away by the goalkeeper just... 27 minutes come towards 28 minutes now that's a shot from distance from Jill Saddle that's blocked well, it's very much first for every loose ball and the first to any kind of um, 50-50 challenge O'Brien wins a free kick left hand side right on the touchline probably about halfway inside the lead half another chance to get the ball into the mix coming towards 29 minutes line's been by far the brighter of the two sides but with so far nothing to show for it and that's always the, uh, the classic um Sucker punch time, isn't it? Talking of flamboyant haircuts. Were we talking about flamboyant haircuts? 
or flamboyance. The uh, Leeds 10 is uh, flamboyant. He's got a kind of a, an 80s style dyed, um, um, like a flock of seagulls type haircut actually. Any, any older listeners will know the flock of seagulls. Only going backwards rather than forwards. Here comes across into the mix. Ball bouncing around in the centre there. It's going to be headed clear. Lofted back in there, Swalls Byron. Bell bouncing around, Fred's in the middle of there, it runs clear. This is Aidan O'Brien now on the left-hand side. Lions maintaining their pressure. Aidan just loses out, gives away a free kick. Kind of a streaked, blonde buy-up that man's got. Unwise. Oh, you swear you want your mates to say, don't do that, Nick. If, if, <coughs> listeners, if ever you see me with such a haircut, please do let me know. Could be straight. If I need guidance, send it to me, please. Archer launches it forward from the free kick. It runs all the way through to Fred. Back to Goldsound. It falls to Chad Boys who blasts it over on 32 minutes. On the volley, they had to take it first time. Wasn't accurate. High over the bar in the event. Looks like some objects being thrown on the pitch over on the far side. I don't know whether it's from our side or from the lead side. Wouldn't surprise me if it's from the lead side. We're getting in uh, my snouts, my spies tell me stuff has come down from the lead's end. And the extensive Achtung Millwall spy network that encircles the globe. Mossad, eat your heart out. This ball uh, goes to Fred. This is Wallace now from his good work. Wallace drifts past his man. Like a knife through passer. Ball across the box. In front of everyone. Just wanted to touch him back. Uh, <coughs> defender. has gone for a corner. 35 minutes. Pickens. Great work by Jeb Wallace. Man of the match so far coming down that right side. Every time he gets here, it looks dangerous. Chance for Lee's to break now in 35. Come looks 36. Okay, very nicely there by... Meredith, but straight back to Leeds. And the plum perm goes flying in the end on the slippery, um, slippery surface now. Division. Range down from the, the high stands of the den. Mr. Byford now just made some kind of Leeds-focused only announcement. Hard to hear what it was. Possibly to do, to do with missiles being thrown on the pitch. It's in coins, not Kim Jong-un style missiles. By McLaughlin. Fred does well on the halfway line. Wins the battle. He's got his trip there. Free kick Millwall. It should be a yellow card for the uh, for the eight. Fred was actually doing well in the midfield. A uh, battle from midfield onwards there. Had Wallace overlapping him. But tripped. Not even a yellow card for the man there. That should be at least a yellow. 37 minutes. It's about 30 yards out in my opinion. Shot time. It'd be nice to get a shot on goal. The goalkeeper spilled earlier on has looked wobbly with direct shots on goal Greaves will be centrally placed here comes Wallace oh a yard wide left side post must have took a deflection going for a more corner on the left side coming towards 39 minutes so it's going to be Williams with free hit. Lions have looked alive in this game. Leeds have looked very dull. I mean, they're boring. I would uh, not want to watch them every week. Based on what I've seen this afternoon, it's headed over from the corner by Steve Morrison. Um, they've looked very dreary. Um, they've tried to play a passing game. It's gone nowhere. They've not carved out any chances. I know I'm tempting fate, lady luck, and all the rest of it. But Lions have um, really gone for it today. So far without any reward, however. 39, coming towards 40 minutes. Nice take and turn by Fred on the halfway line. Referee rules a free kick, he's checked again. And howling for a card, yellow I think, 35, we're going to get it. But the eight previously didn't get one. Long ball out from defence. The Fred's got a nice um, style of uh, taking on the chest and turning. And a man balked him, so it's going to be a yellow I think for him. It's going to be a more free kick just inside the Leeds half. 
on 42 minutes. Chipped forwards, it's aimed towards, towards Byron, who gets ahead to it. Calls to Steve Morrison, header down, batted away on the line by the goalkeeper's gone for a corner. A weak header, um, placed to the uh, right side of the goalkeeper, managed to just about get a hand to it before it trickled in the net. It's gone for a corner, Mill left-hand side. So Sean Williams with another corner. We've seen to have a lot of corners in this game so far. Coming up for the 43rd minute, 44 minutes, beckons. Chipped into the middle. Back header, that's another corner on the far side from Joe Savile. Almost Tim Kay, that's hanging there. Comes off a least defender for another right-sided corner now. If Leeds can get through to half-time, they'll regard themselves as having done very well to come out of this game at nil-nil so far. So this is Williams from the right side now. It's a deeper corner, aiming towards Savile and, and Hutchinson together there. Ball back into the mix, bouncing around. This is Williams. Shot from distance. Tipped over the bar by the goalkeeper. Nice shot from distance by Sean Williams. Another corner middle wall. 44 minutes. So it comes from the left-hand side again. That's a near post ball. It's punched away from Fred's head. The distance. This is William Webster now. And Leeds will clear. But anywhere will do. There's the half-time whistle. Great show by the Lions in the first half. Unlucky not to have more um, in a way on the scoreline. Leeds have looked very poor for me. Average, bland, beige, boring. The Lions have looked alive, direct and attack-minded. We're probably looking a little bit light up front with um, Fred in place of Greg, although Fred has done well for me in moments during the course of the game. We're going to take a short break at half-time to listen to an interview that Mickey Simpson did on Acton Wheel's behalf recently with um, one of the survivors of the uh, London Bridge attacks. And it's a fantastic listen. So we're going to go over to Mickey right now. Achtung, Mehlball. Right, hi there, Axel Mill special um, brief interview for Nick done with uh, Darren Kenny, one of the lads who, uh, one of the Millwall fans caught up in the uh, London Bridge uh, attack. So uh, obviously we know your name's Darren. Years that you've been uh, following Millwall then? Going to be mid-80s, first game. Uh, Brentford at home at the old den. Uh, remember it because it was an old player of ours who made the move to West Ham Ooh. and then basically scored against us and I remember it clearly because someone ran on from the seats and basically chinned him <laughs> as you do <laughs> in the old days eh? Hooked. Hooked from then on I suppose we're, we're getting to it to a degree is that how, how come you were at London Bridge on that um, on that fateful night shall we say uh, basically I was working so I'm a London taxi driver um, and just happened to find myself in the area. I was literally heading into London Bridge train station to rank up. So literally was working Saturday night. Just, just for people when they say taxi, we mean a proper black London, London black taxi. taxi. Yeah, a real so, cab. So you're the knowledge, so really we should be sitting there saying, can you get me from <laughs> Piccadilly Square, <laughs> Piccadilly Circus, yeah. to Downing Street, straight through. Bring, Without bring a sat That's Without it. a sat That's it. So, um, how did you see? Um, how did you see, and how did events unfold for you? It was all quite quick, to be honest with you. Um, I literally found myself. The van was was there. Um, it, it was it was very very quick. The as the van crashed, I, I literally was underneath the bridges. If you know London Bridge well, you'll know where I mean. Yeah. And I was facing the city. Um, and the first, my first initial reaction was because the screams had began, people, the pandemonium was around, and basically I just sort of grabbed people, threw the doors open, and she said, 
excuse my language, but... You can swear, don't matter. Get the fuck in the cab, let's get out of here. I just filled the cab up and got people across the bridge was my first first move, really, first sort of point of it. I mean, we've had conversations, because obviously I made contact with you literally straight after the attack, and uh, and we've had conversations, and, um, and one thing what resonates is that your missus and, and other people close to you were, were driving you mad with phone calls, and you just sort of kicked into autopilot and was going out and coming back in. Yeah, pretty much what you said there, really, Mick. I was on the phone to the wife, and at one point she... No, nothing had unfolded at home yet on the television, yeah. etc. what was happening. It was that quick. And um, basically, I sort of said to her, this is really bad, you know. And, and I dropped off, but I was going back. And you was getting in as close as you could, but getting pushed back all the time. Yeah. But at one point, once she realised what was going on, I was on the phone and when I'm going back. At which point she was like, what the fuck are you doing, if you know what I mean? But you you didn't have time to think about it yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, looking back in hindsight, would I do it again? I'm not too sure, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, one of the other questions with Nick's right is, uh, how has the aftermath of the attack um, been for you? And I think we spoke before that the day, obviously, when you come down to Den was a, a great closure for you all, speaking to the other guys involved as well, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that, that was a day you won't top in lots of ways. Lots of emotions flying around that day, good and bad, if you know what I mean. Because yeah, we yeah. all sat down as well and, and discussed where we all was and the impact that we'd had on that day, you know, speaking to, to other people's family members, etc. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a way of closing it, most definitely. And realistically, black cab drivers are a bit like firemen and police officers and all that. You've got a warped sense of humour and a, and a strange way of dealing with stuff, haven't you? Do you know you what I mean? To. You yeah. have to. You're dealing with a general public. So exactly. You have to. So, on that, how long have you been a black cab driver then? Uh, just coming up to 16 years now. God, dearie, mate. Yeah. Man and boy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels that way, mate. It definitely feels that way. The air's showing it anyway. Let's put it that way. So, one of the, obviously, you, has it had any impact on your, your health, well-being or whatever? I mean, have you had any real grief or not? Don't no, not, that if you want. not Just really. Just tell me piss off. No, not really, mate, to be honest with you. I mean, you, you, I think talking to people, a lot of people around your family, family and friends that are there to sort of see you through it, if you like, talking and all the rest of it. Obviously, you have your odd moment when you think back about it. Recent events in Barcelona have sort of brought it to the forefront again. Okay. I bet in every but, time going forward it probably will. Yeah, it will do. Just, it will. You've, you've done what you've needed to. You've spoken to the media before. It's an attack which is in nothing to do with you, and I think they should leave you alone. Exactly. As we um, were saying, that, that day down here was, should have been closure, really, yeah. on the older thing. Yeah, know. no, that's it. So, I mean, you were there on a normal evening, doing normal work, driving the punters around, hoping for that big that big ticket to that's get it. you out of, the, out, out of the city, back into the city Take on a big on. returner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back down to the Kent coast or so. But that evening made you a hero. And I know you don't like saying that you are, but in some people's eyes, what you did to get them out, because you didn't charge people, no. you, you, were, you were doing it for, for the goodwill and everything else, that, that pretty much made you a hero um, in people's eyes. I know that you don't necessarily think, but do you look at yourself as a hero? You just... No, not at all. Not at all. No, not at all. I mean, uh, I, don't, I just reacted on impulse. It, I think it goes back to what you know. People talk about it's like a fight or flight instinct that you've got, and I think every circumstance warrants it. Whether, you, as I said, whether you would react in the same way in the same yeah. situation, you don't know. But I certainly don't. I find that quite humbling. People mentioning you, you know, as a hero. No, I mean to me, soldiers, firefighters are heroes. I don't see that what I done was. That's not undermining what people are saying, and I, I appreciate it. 
but I can't see myself. That's why I kept away from press, etc., because I didn't, I didn't feel that I warranted that sort of attention. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally, I understand. I mean, we've had, you know, we, we've sort of, yeah. we've grown quite close over over the time where I've been dealing with you, making sure, you know, weekly conversations, yeah. etc. Obviously, Absolutely. people don't necessarily realise to a degree, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is what it is, and um, and I think you do. So I mean. One of the other things there is that what, these are questions, obviously, what Nick's um, given me to ask you, because obviously Nick's not here and, I, and I've met up with you. So it was wonderful, really, as we were speaking about earlier. The atmosphere that day was, I don't think we're ever going to top that. Uh, as I said to you on a day, it was one of those bucket list, Most you know, without being a bucket list. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a bucket list exposure or, or um, experience, really. To see the support from fellow fans and peers, and also from Bolton. I mean, let's not forget Bolton, oh, Bolton fans. Yeah, oh, mate. You know, people talk about football rivalries and and you know, oh, this club, this, this club, that. And you know what? We don't really have a football rivalry with Bolton, but we're not really best friends as such. But the respect and um, the way they just got involved was un- uh, unbelievable. I mean, what what's your feelings of that day to you? Um, how, how was it for you, really? I think I think when we spoke, as you said, uh, Mick, it, you know, a bucket list moment. That, that pretty much just about sums it up the whole thing, really. I mean, the emotion. It was a roller coaster all day. There's no two ways about it because, as I said, you met up with the other guys that was involved as well. So there was the chat with regards to what had happened that day. But then the euphoria of actually walking out onto the pitch and the noise. Let me tell you, that is one hell of a noise when you're out on that. We were pitch. saying that, weren't we? We were saying. Yeah. I mean, we've been there for all the big games at the thing. Um, we were talking about this earlier on, and, and whether or not it's not as loud when you're in the stands, yeah, yeah. but when you're down on when that you're pitch, on pitch, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. And the other thing we were saying was, is that when you see the press comments after us from the players, whatever, who say there's nothing like playing in front of a full den. Yeah. It sort of makes it you makes understand. It makes a now. lot more sense now, yeah. And that noise that we've obviously been part of, and, and uh, you know, we've we've helped to make at times in big games, etc. It comes home with, like I said, when you're pitch side, that noise is that's impressive. And like I said, again, it was humbling. You know, it was, as I said to you earlier, you know, we walked out, I found myself clapping the fans. You don't know if he's doing the right thing or the wrong thing, but you you didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to how to acknowledge it or take it in, really. No, you know I what mean, I mean? I wrote, I, I wrote in, the, um, in my column what I do for the Subic News this week that I got overtook um, with the emotion and everything else because obviously... I didn't know if all of you were going to go, as you, as you, you know that there was a couple there. What we didn't know whether or not they wanted to go yeah. on or not, and then all of a sudden they come on, and it just threw me. I mean, you know, Ben Thompson and a couple of the other players, um, Cooper, etc., speaking to the you guys in the tunnel, absolutely, yeah. um, was just unbelievable. To be fair, and it I mean, was. it was. It, 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 but everyone that day, Mick, all the way through, everyone, yourself, Steve, uh, JB. We, we was made to feel they all made us feel extremely welcome and really looked after us and obviously yourself you, from day one you've been brilliant all the way through for the whole thing at the end of the day we're just doing I think you just we just wanted to say thanks to you guys for, for doing what you want and just let you know that there's a, an army of support um, there for you I suppose realistically I mean have you got any message for the fans or message for the team or anyone else you want to sit there and do just give, me, give me the medal no <laughs> no. No. You're never going to give it up, are you? still on that medal. That's under armed guard, mate, that one there. In the bank vault, that one. <laughs> no, just absolutely thanks for the welcome that you gave us when we walked out onto the pitch. 
Uh, thanks for the club as well, obviously, for everything that they've done from, from, from day one. They've been brilliant. And even recently, as we were saying, with regards to the sort of press intrusions, if you like, yeah. and how the club... We're there felt... to sit there look after if yeah. anything going forward. With it. I'll tell you, just one thing. We, we were talking, and, and I'm going to throw this on him now, and he's probably... He'll either sit there and call me a cunt, or he will tell it. But you've got to tell the Ipswich story again. Uh, not the Ipswich, it's the Norwich, Norwich story. Norwich, You've got to was... tell the Norwich story again, because... Um, <laughs> It, it, this is re- relating to an away day many years ago, and there's probably going to be some listeners who, uh, who are listening to this who probably might have even been on that on that very in minibus, minibus or in that van. In that van. Yeah. So let, let's set the state. It was a it was a trip to to Nor- Norwich away. Norwich away. Yeah. You were lost in a van. We was in the back of a. It was it was a, it was one with a slide door. I'm assuming it was a transit, but obviously alcohol and, and other things may very well in, influence my decision there, if you like. Back in the eighties. Back in the day, yeah. But um, yeah, and we was basically lost. We couldn't find our way to the ground, so we pulled over to the side of the road. And there was a fellow on a on a push bike, and we basically asked him for directions. And he, he sort of, you know, you're quite a way off of the off of the direction, if you like. So he basically the next minute, someone went, "Coming, you're coming with us." Thought no more, grabbed the fucking bike, grabbed him, threw him in the back of the van, and made him give us directions to the grand. <laughs> and he took us all the way to the grand. And then when we got to the grand, he got off, got on his push bike, and off he went on his way. <laughs> I, I know it was going off key, but look, we needed to to end this on a on a happy note as such. And I just thought that the story was just one of those what was just. Fantastic, and, and there's plenty sums more. Us up, I think that sums me uh, Thanks for your time. Um, I'm not going to call you a hero again because you know exactly my thoughts. I'll leave it as it is, mate. You know what you are, um, and you can deal with it there. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we stay in touch, and hopefully, uh, we're going to piss soon. And thanks very much for fears, and thanks for um, doing the uh, the chat. So, uh, so yeah, so over to you, Nick. Um, hopefully, the interview's gone all right. And uh, and hopefully uh, everyone has a little bit more understanding into uh, one of the uh, London Bridge Four. Arrivederci, Milval. I'm talking to a very special guest. Those that follow the House of Fun, and there are many out there. And I'm a great villain of the piece, MFC Mark. Good to talk to you, Mark. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> It's got all shy. I was just talking to him freely about um, the proposed, um, well, pr- yeah, the proposed photo ID scheme that Steve Kavanagh was talking about on Lions Live the other night. Um, we obviously we've had a conversation on, on the House of Fun, Mark. My view is it buys time from the Football League for other things to go on. I know you've you've got your own viewpoints on this. Shall we say that? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, <laughs> it's got all quiet. I'm probably I'm probably I'm probably the face of the militant anti brigade. Again, as we've said on Hoff, if, if there's rules for one, there should be rules for all. And I agree with that. Yeah. As much as we're a very, very different club, if the EFL want to bring up rules, they need to play by their own. And we're very, very victimised outside their own rules. And all I'm asking for is fair play across the board. That's, that's, that's all I'm asking for. That's fair enough. I've frightened Mark out of his life and I've got his microphone out, so I'm going to leave him alone now. You've not frightened me, you've done the press thing of jumping me. <laughs> If you ever want to clear a mirror mob, get a microphone out. Don't worry about the riot squad, they run a mile. That, that's where they mess up with Really appreciate it. your time, Mark. Thank you, mate. That's good. Achtung, Milval. So away we go, second half, dear listeners. Leeds attacking the away end, Lions attacking the cold blow lane end. A couple of substitutions for Leeds. We can't be asked describing who they are. 
lines as per that first half. Great performance by Mill in the first half. We would have felt we should have had more reward out of it, and we probably should. Um, I was just talking to um, MFC Mark off air. He didn't see much wrong with the, uh, the offside decision. I didn't either in real time. I'd have to see it again on, on YouTube. Here comes Mill. Fred down the right-hand side. 30 seconds of the second half. He's burst into the penalty area. Leeds defender just about clears. That's going for corner. Inside the opening seconds of the second half. Mill corner on the right-hand side. Williams going to take. He floats it into the middle. It's deep. It's path side. It's Byron Webster. It falls to Wallace. Poor, poor ball away. Wallace tries to recover. It's gone for a Mill throw. Leeds patient passing style. Did him no good at all in the first half. Opened up the second half again in the same manner. I've got to be honest, it looks rather um, bland, as I think I said earlier. No drama, no passion, no nothing from him so far. This is Jed Wallace going down the right-hand side. He's got O'Brien on the far side. It's a cross that took a deflection, went for a batted around by the goalkeeper in the near post. O'Brien was free on the far side. Couldn't reach him. He's going to have a middle corner. Meredith dinks it back in. So probably a little bit left. Falls to Byron. Can he control it? He can. Ball bounce around. This is... Hutchinson with a snap shot, kicked away by the goalkeeper on the line. Coming towards the 49th minute, early middle pressure. Fred almost threddling his way through the least defence there, the long ball forwards. Coming towards the 51st minute, he's done well. He looks lightweight, but he's done well. That's not a contradiction in terms. 52 minutes. First time the Lions defence's bit will be tested for some time. They've not actually shown very much at all. So a chance from a set piece here for Leeds. 15 over the ball. 21 next to him. In it comes. Near post ball. Wide of the left side post. Escorted around by Jordan Archer. Little crowd trying to enliven the Lions. Get a critical first goal. Mighty wall of noise. Nowhere else like it, dear listeners, nowhere else like it. Say what you like, nowhere like it. This is Fred, breaking forward on the edge of the penalty area. Just took the wrong decision, he had Wallace free on his right-hand side. It's going to be a Leeds throw, middle throw, apologies. About halfway inside the Leeds half, 54 minutes. Leeds bring it away. Coming forward here, 54 minutes. Coming down the middle right, that's too long. Mill throw. 57 minutes, 58 minutes. Williams dinks it in, the near post, that's Fred, that's far post, it's false to Wallace, fires it back in, it's the post! Base of the post from the, from the edge of the penalty area. Ryan's really going for it, here's another cross in from Aina Blunt, handball was the shot, it would have been harsh, could be a call on the left hand side. 58 minutes. Free kick on Jules Savile there as he tried to take the bouncing ball head tennis in the middle magnificent performance so far from the Lions dear listeners this is now um, Wallace early ball in the middle Fred it hits Fred on the head he didn't hit it it was too good a ball he had an open goal but it hit him on the head and he couldn't put any direction on it 64 minutes he's got one to a Meredith and Wallace there Meredith three in the box can he find space Found that Morrison and manages to get it off the least of anything. Yet another middle corner on the left side. Immense amount of middle pressure in this game. Second half especially, being the game overall. So far without reward. 65 minutes. He falls to Saville. Can he get space? Plays it wide. Jed Wallace on the right-hand side. Ball across the box. Falls to Morrison. 
Straight into the goalkeeper's arms. Batted away. From close range, Steve Morrison. 70 minutes. Chance. Morrison's got some huge goal drought at the den. He's not scored since the Watford game in the cup last season. That's going to run through for a goal kick. Um, thought we had it one in the net earlier on today and almost had a chance there. But that was straight at the goalkeeper. Fred under almost a rugby-style um, tackle there from behind. This is Morrison on the right side. It goes to Jed, uh, Jed Wallace now. 72 minutes. Just outside the uh, Leeds penalty area. Wallace has tried to feed Fred through. One new real Finds Fred, he does a little jiggly run. I thought we got a tackle, it falls to O'Brien for the goal. 1 0 Millwall! The Dens rocking! Well, this place has come alive. There's a bit of a lull whilst Leeds did their um, possession based stuff. They've all done a good job of killing the game largely. They are on the attack though, 74 minutes approaching. Here's the 8. But that goal from Mills certainly sprung the, the Den into life. shenanigans on shoot tonight, you can hear what a den who they favour, there's a, a little chance there for Leeds coming forward huh? on the right side, dispossessed by Hutchinson, going to go for a throw in, really. it's set to 11 Wallace has been majestic this afternoon for me a little cross into the box, that's near post that's probably on from yet another Millwall corner right side corner then Lions leading at 1-0 Ticking towards the 76 minutes. It's going to be Sean Williams that takes. In it comes. Deep, deep, deep. Far post. Let's run across everyone's going for a goal kick. There you go. Top of the league. You're having a laugh. Lee's coming down the left side. Great crunching tackle. Moved done a real defensive job for me this afternoon. I'll tell you that much. Defence midfield. Both have really stepped up to the plate this afternoon. Ferguson coming into the game. O'Brien leaving it. Great performance by O'Brien. Got that first goal. Only goal. He's coming out of the game. Socks rolled down. He's given everything today. Getting good applause from the middle, middle crowd. 80 minutes. Nice work, James Meredith. This is Saville. Inside, he finds Steve Morrison. This is Saville. Oh, he's missed it from close range. How did he miss? Little one-two and Steve Morrison. He's put it over the bar. How did he do that? Let's watch it again. Inside from uh, Morrison, he takes it on and clips it over under pressure. Oh, it's Steve Morrison in front of goal, headed forwards straight into the goalkeeper's arms. Face been stopped. Referee's given the free kick about halfway side the half. But Morrison should have buried that, incidentally. It's a bit of free kick for, for Leeds. There's a substitution. Jed Wallace coming out of the game. Tommy Cliff coming in. He looks absolutely shattered. He's given everything for the club today. Jed Wallace, masterful performance. Standing ovation around the ground for Jed Wallace, rightly so. The only second now, dear listeners. Yes! 1 0 Millwall! No more than we deserve, Leeds look nothing for the top of the table side. I think I will be pretty disappointed.
disappointed if I was a Leeds fan of that show. Magnificent Lions performance, standout show from Jed Wallace, George Savile, the whole defence, Chase Meredith, for me, man of the match, Jed Wallace today, though, he was absolutely beautiful to watch. Um, Morrison and Only Dimmer did their shift up front. Great show, great result from Millwall, and a well-deserved win. And here we go. After these messages with Mr. Harry Warren. Achtung, Millwall. Big welcome on the show to Harry Warren. A good week to be a Millwall fan, Harry. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad one. Not a bad one. No. Held on at QBR, but other than that, it's. You can't moan. No, you can't. Um, absolutely magnificent performance yesterday. I mean, the superlatives on, on Twitter, you've probably seen the same. Uh, left, right and centre. Um, and we were just saying off air, um, we were just having a little debate, weren't we, as to whether we were that good or whether Leeds were awful, which I think they were awful yesterday. And were we much better yesterday than we have been in some of the other performances we've seen this season? It's a, it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, as I was saying, I've I've been to every game barring two, um, uh, away at Wolves and away at Bristol uh, City, yeah. Rovers, whatever one. Yeah. And um, I, I don't think I've seen us play badly in one of those games. Um, I think we were robbed Tuesday night at QPR um, by a bad refereeing decision. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't... No one scared me yet. I haven't sat here and watched the watched the side come down the den, or or seen away from home anyone sort of dominate us. We're the ones doing the dominating. If we could only put the ball in the back of the net, we'd be fucking, we'd be right up there to be honest. Yeah, no, it's an interesting point. No one scared me either. I've not seen anyone that's so far out in front of us um, that we should we should be really worried. I wasn't at Wolves. Couldn't make. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Wolves game, I couldn't make the QPR game on, on Tuesday. But um, no, I've not seen anyone that's, um, that's on a different level to us. We, we have a very different style, a style that I like because it would bore me rigid watching the likes of Leeds yesterday and some of the other teams we've seen this season with that endless passing across the middle of the park that seems to go nowhere. It went nowhere for them yesterday. Um, I thought they were a very bland team yesterday. I was expecting far more out of them, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, they offered nothing, did they? They didn't really... No. Their left-back, I didn't know they had one, because Jed just made him look like a League Two player, to be honest. And uh, I don't know. I don't know whether or not it was because they were expecting until, obviously, Tuesday, like we all were, Millwall to play Gregory and Morrison up front, and it's very easy, or not easy, but it's predictable to understand how Millwall are going to set up. But I think Fred offered a different dimension up front yesterday. I really, really did. I no. thought he'd come and get bullied, but I thought he was no fantastic, really. I, I mean, there were points in the first half, and I, I, I was just re-editing the sound before you and me talking now, where I, I said in, in real time, I, I didn't know if he looked a little bit lightweight up front. Um, he was up against some big defenders there. But then he brought skill that um, Gregory, and, all, with, you know, and, I, and I love Lee Gregory, but Gregory doesn't have that spontaneity to turn and do something unusual. And Fred does. When he gets it right, he's, he's, he's a prospect. He really is. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think he is. I think he gives us something different. He gives us blistering pace up front, to be honest. He certainly I'm does. Yeah. Blistering pace at, in any league will create chances. It will, you know, and maybe maybe that's something, you know, you've got the Morrison, Gregory and Elliot to, to do the... To do the, the heavy lifting, yeah, 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 and then you've got Gregory, um, you've got Fred and O'Brien to do sort of the skill, if 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 you know what I mean. And as much as it pains me to say it, Odin O'Brien probably put his best Millwall performance in yesterday, I think, yes. ever, I suppose, um, because he'd done the work, and they all seem to have done the work yesterday, and that's why I suppose everyone's walking away going, Fucking hell, we were good, but we were good. Um, how good are we is, is, is a wider, bigger question. Maybe we'll come on to that in a bit. But I, I was struck by a few things yesterday. I mean, always when you're reading the um, prelim, you know, the build-up, the, the goalkeeper wasn't going to be phased by the atmosphere. Um, you know, they have a German goalkeeper who said he was played in front of the, you know, the, the Borussia Dortmund wall and, and the Bayern Munich um, arena. And he's played in some big atmosphere, so they weren't fussed about that. As soon as they say that, Harry, you know they are fussed about it, don't you? And I, I was struck by how timid the Leeds team looked in, the, in, in, in the, as they came out. They kind of gathered in the middle of their half, all standing together, no spread out kind of um, nature to it. They reminded me of a bunch of meerkats that were kind of gathered together for protection in, in, in the wild. I don't think they were fully expecting the, the level of noise that they, they faced. It was a magnificent atmosphere yesterday. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think, I think, I think it was Bermondsey boy on Twitter put that that's all well and good in facing the wall or uh, <laughs> all these German things, but has he been called a shit cunt? <laughs> well, clearly not. Clearly not. Yeah, clearly not. Yesterday, I thought he was their worst player, their keeper. I thought he fucking was awful. But um, he wobbled. He wobbled. They wobbled. They looked intimidated in at uh, the start of the game. And it didn't get any better as as, as that first half wore. And I, I didn't see anything wrong. I haven't re-seen it, so stand to be corrected. But uh, the offside goal for Morrison, um, I thought looked good in real time. And I'm, I was kind of in, in line with it where I sit. 
Um, and that was a spill by the goalkeeper in front of Morrison who slammed home for disallowed goal. But no, they, they, they looked poor. Uh, I described them as beige and bland in, 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 in the live piece. And I, I can't think of a better term for Leeds yesterday. They showed nothing. The statistics showed them they only had one shot off target, no shots on target in the whole game. You know, for a top of the table side, Harry, that's, that's poor, isn't it? Yeah, they, 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 shit, really. I, I, there's no other word for them. I, I don't understand this fascination in this league. It seems to be, and I quite like it because you, you watch the highlights programs and whatever. Yeah. And, and pundits or TV pundits. I don't think necessarily in the media. I think there was a good piece by Barry Glendening, yeah, um, from the Guardian. But yeah. other than that, I don't think a. The Guardian, who have me down as a Guardian reader. Um, so, <laughs> I'll get <yeah>. you. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they seem to have this 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 thing about Millwall, like we're going to turn up in the division and it's going to be, oh, we're quite happy to be here. And, you know, if we get beat 4-0, oh, well, there's next week and, and whatever. But that's not a new Irish Millwall side and that's certainly not certainly not us. We're, we're, we're here to compete. I don't think we are where we deserve to be in the table. I think we're definitely a mid-table side this season. I don't think we should be looking looking downwards because you played seven games and arguably you should have had three points at Forest, you should have had three points at QPR and you should have had three points against Bolton. You know, and, and Norwich and QPR are both in front of us quite happy sitting 10th and 11th. Yeah. And you and you sit there thinking, well, when is someone going to turn up down the den or when is someone going to be away from home? And you go, fucking hell, they were good. That that's what we need. That's that's the next level we've got to go and find. But sort of seven, what is it? Seven, eight games in. I I haven't I haven't seen that yet. I haven't been overawed. I haven't seen a bit of quality. In fact, it's us who've got the quality. Jed Wallace is. How is he at Millwall? What have Wolves done? He I was. What Wolves have done. I, I, he was my man at the match yesterday. I'm just looking at the um, news at Den player ratings, and in fact, they've got him as man of the match. They give him a nine point three. I, I couldn't disagree with that. He was magnificent yesterday. He went down that wing. It was like a knife through butter, Harry. I, 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 it's one of the best wing displays I've seen ever. I mean, that's, that, that, that's, that's high praise. I remember seeing Jimmy Carter back in the old days. You're at that kind of level. That was that was a, a one-man masterclass in wing play yesterday. Um, the whole team played well. I mean, I, I'd also want to pick out Jules Savile in midfield, who I thought was... was um, a different quality yesterday as well. Um, you, we mentioned Fred up front, who I thought did a did a great job, and so did Steve Morrison. I mean, there was really no one. Jordan Archer didn't have a he had he had, a, he had a, you know he had, he had nothing to do particularly in the game, so he's, he's come out with the lowest marks, which seems a little unfair. But the rest of the team, I couldn't fault at all. There was there was no one that played poorly. No, and I think that's we're starting to bed in there as a side. I think McLaughlin and McLaughlin and. Uh, and Wallace down the right are starting to get a partnership. And I think Meredith and O'Brien complement each other really, really well all of a sudden. You know, Meredith, um, great player. What's he what's he doing in League One? Has he has he languished in I mean he's at Bradford and some other no nowhere clubs? He, he's a magnificent player. And you know, a bit like Jed, you just mentioned him, Jed Harry. <laughs> where, where have these players been? He's finding these these unearthed diamonds. I mean, I, I, again, we've mentioned the recruitment team. And they've they've certainly done a job finding these players for us. I, you know, they weren't players I I um, had on my radar at all, but they've really stepped up to the plate in championship terms. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of a lot of praise has got to go to the recruitment team because you know how often do we? I'd say it like this: 
look at Elliot, right, and compare it to, I don't know, say a Mayerhofer or a Bob Peters. <laughs> so Millwall's recruitment team of old would look at a but I'm guessing, would sit in a darkened room somewhere. <laughs> oh, brothers, where will we find the next big striker? Oh, he's six foot four. He must be able to head the ball. He comes from Austria. He's got to be good. Yeah, he, must, he must be able to head the ball. And then they get here and they can't fucking head the ball. So... The recruitment team must have actually gone and watched players, which must be... Yeah, it's, it's revelatory. <laughs> it's revelatory. They've actually gone out and watched them <laughs> and picked up on the, on their strengths. Um, is, is a question for you, because it's something that, um, that struck me just in, when the team was announced. Obviously, it was weakened team from Tuesday night, in, in a sense. So, um, that may be a debate in itself, but with Lee Gregory suspended uh, and Fred stepping stepping in. But the, the, the bench looked a little bit thin, and I'm just wondering whether we've got the squad depth to really hold our own over the 46-game programme. We're eight games in and we're not doing too badly at the moment. Um, but it's just once you get past the, the first choice 11, it does start to peter out quite quickly into reserve team players. I don't think just because we... I mean, the injuries, we've got Elliot out and yeah. then we've got, you know, we've got um, we've got what we've got left. You know, Gregory's, Gregory's suspended. I suppose Aidan is... Is a striker who plays left side, so I think up front we're fine, and in midfield I think maybe I think would we be struggling? I think we'd be struggling in games. I don't think we're struggling to fill the positions, but mm-hmm. I think considering the fact that I think Neil came out afterwards and said we played half hour at Wolves with ten men, we played sixty minutes with the stoppage time at, at QPR yeah. Tuesday night, yeah, and you know we we kept going till the last there. We 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 battled against. Three good sides. I don't think QPR are any good, but I suppose I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, <laughs> they're not good, by the way. Anyone who weren't there, fucking, it's a shocking decision. And that cunt down the end on the 29th of December, whenever it is, let's get about 19 fucking bodyguards. What a fucking prat. <laughs> who are you talking about, Harry? Who are you talking about, mate? This clan who believes that he's wrongly done by us, who believes that he didn't take us down, which was funny enough. Cause shocking I mean, comments. Absolutely shocking comments after the game, by the way. Waving at fucking Millwall, goading Millwall. That normally ends well, doesn't it? That, that would end well, mate. Um, cage. And we, we spoke, uh, well, what's happened after the, after the QPR game, Harry was there, I, I wasn't. And that was one of your first comments, Harry, wasn't it? How, you know, we're going to need security on a level not normally seen for um, an away manager at, the, at that game. And I think you're right, it's a serious point, because... You know, the, the, the goading, goading the middle fans when you're surrounded by the West Lower, it's never going to work out well for you, is it? Yeah, it, it's all well and good when they're surrounded. They're in the upper tier of the QPR, 30 yards away from you. But when they're three yards away from you, within, uh, <laughs> within venom distance, I think I think he may <coughs> in his dugout as the song was going. Um, well, I think that'll be another sellout. That's a Friday night one as well, because that, that adds to the flavour of that, of that particular, that cocktail. It's a Friday night, isn't it? Sky, just so they can have it. <laughs> Friday night at a den with Ian Holloway. What more do you want? How's that going to <laughs> But anyway, back to, back to yesterday. Um, I, th- I think you're right. I, th- I think we've got nothing to fear. We, we bring a very different style of play to the, to the game. I, I find it refreshing. There, there are so many generic passing the ball, keep possession, play at continental sides. We, 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 we saw it a bit in League One, but we've certainly seen it in the Championship. It's so fucking boring, Harry. They are so boring. How do they watch that every week and call it good? I, it beats me. I, I, give me fire and brimstone any day like, like we had yesterday. Yeah, we're kind of the uh, 
I don't want to compare us to other sides, but you know how everyone goes on about Klopp with this uh, heavy metal football or whatever? Yeah, that's right. But we are the heavy metal football of fucking League One. We're just, uh, not the League One anymore, the Championship. Championship, but, yeah. But we, we fly into tackles, we go there, there's an atmosphere, we're not going to be pushed, we're not going to be overawed. Savile's fucking the horrible little bastard we've been missing probably since Dennis Wise and... And Wallace is probably the most talented footballer we've had since Tim Cale, probably. So, you know, we've, we're not just a kick it long to Morrison or Gregory's side. We do actually play football in there. But I think that's what surprises teams more, is that we're not just a oof it long and not a Bolton who just oof it long. We, we've actually got some quality there. And the quality that we have is, isn't is fucking bad. I mean, Wallace and O'Brien just yesterday. O'Brien got so much space, I couldn't... I, it's like, do they not prepare? Do other sides not know what we're going to do? Because we do the same thing every week. It's not, we're not going on like we haven't, we haven't, um, what do you mean? Uh, we haven't not done this all season. We've done this against every single team we've we've faced. And we've just yesterday scored the goals that, that show it. I, I think my own theory from yes, <clears throat> for yesterday was that Leeds came into the game top of the table team. They've got this foreign manager, they they thought they could deal with the atmosphere of the den. They thought they could deal with the uh, the direct football that we were going to play, and on all counts, they got it so wrong that they they were just blown away. I don't think they fancied going near the touch lines. I don't. Th- I think the reason Aiden got so much space was because of the, uh, you know, the the intimidation of the crowd. I think they were just blown away by the speed and power of the football and the sheer um, the, the the kind of edge of mayhem that the den on its day that we, we are addicted to, represents. Um, they don't get it elsewhere, Harry. It, it's, it's a sad indictment of modern football. Look what we saw at, at Arsenal on, on, on Wednesday night. You know, um, 20,000 reasonably peaceful Cologne fans came in and occupied their end. I can't... Can you imagine that at the Den? Can you imagine that? I, I couldn't picture that ever happening. No, no. I couldn't. Ima- I can imagine a load of things happening at the Den. <laughs> but not that. <laughs> but, but not that, yeah. And I think that's it. They, they just got blown away by the power of the day. It was it, heavy metal football is probably a good um, a good description because it was a bit like um, a full on uh, guitar attack by, by by Metallica or some band of that kind, speed metal. As I mean, you know, it was it was it was relentless from kick off. It didn't stop till the finish. Uh, I, I, it was one of the best performances I've seen in in many many years from a Millwall team. I'm, I'm struggling to think of a better one, um, given the circumstances and given the uh, the, the com- comparative differences in, in in values of squads if that makes any difference I, I can't think of a better one off the top of my head you know um nerds out there might come up with one sometime but I, I can't think of anything it was it was absolutely brilliant um I'm just looking at the team here I, I mean I won't go through them all Archer we've mentioned already didn't have much to do the defense I thought was magnificent the fullbacks get forward so well now don't they Meredith and and, and McLaughlin brilliant players they, they are they are international class no wonder they're both internationals they're, they're... I mean, Meredith Harry's not in the Australian side. I don't know who their left back is, but he must, he must be, be fucking brilliant. Well. Must be brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's it. And McLaughlin is is playing in the best the best defence in the world at the moment, according to uh, if you believe in stats. Northern Ireland don't concede goals. <laughs> so he can't be bad, can he? He you can't be bad. I mean, the, the defence wasn't really tested yesterday. I, th- I thought Leeds were poor. I mean, that, that's another another fact you got to throw into the mix. They were poor. Um, no shots on goal, one off target according to the BBC. But um how much of that is our 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 
you know, our, our, our part in that, I don't know. I think they were poor and we were, we were very, very good. The midfield with Savile and Williams. Williams probably a junior partner, you see, but I love George Savile. I think he's a Millwall player through and through. Um, again, what a fantastic signing for the club, George Savile. Quite a posh boy, actually. There was a, uh, I don't know if you saw it, there's a little clip where he's doing like a a, a double act with um, with Jed Wallace. Um and Wallace is your regular lad, but um, he, he seems like a bit of a like he's been to um, play tennis and cricket at, at some um, private school somewhere. It's, it's quite odd. I didn't expect it. I, I don't know if you saw that that clip, Harry. Yeah, I did. I know he was at Chelsea. He went for quite a lot of money, didn't he? Quite he did. Young. Yeah. Um, but uh, clearly, clearly, the Etonian boys have not. Uh, <laughs> didn't take to him. Beating, the beating up of their juniors have clearly rubbed off on him. Just <laughs> to go out there and just kick people, but. Uh, He's a Millwall player. He's a Millwall player through and through. I, I love him to death. Sort of I think. like a modern day Terry Erlock, where he people just thought he kicked people, but he actually could play football at the same time, sort of thing. So it's a good comparison. It's a good comparison. Um, obviously, one from the, uh, the the gypsy camps of Hackney Marshes, and the other from the well-heeled um, back doubles of Guildford or wherever he comes from. Up front, Steve Morrison and Fred. I, I, I thought Fred did a magnificent job yesterday. I, I thought he looked light, as I've said already, at times, but he, he, he brings a turn of skill that we've mentioned. Um, it'd be good to see him get a little run in that position to see what he can do at this level. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he is light, but I think he's not as light as he was, if that no. makes sense. He's, yeah. he's, he's becoming a bit of a man. He's not, he's not just the teenager that sort of you fly on down the, down the wings anymore. Um, he sort of played a couple off his chest just now. I thought he's doing quite well for him. You know, you know. I mean, he grew into the he grew into okay, the role. I think when he has time to think about things, he gets it wrong. Which yes. I don't. I don't know if that's a damning nightmare of him. But I, I, all I know is that if he if it's instinctive, he's different class. You know what I mean? He sort of takes people on and goes right. Well, you know, there was a chance yesterday. It didn't come to anything, but. He sort of, we launched one diagonal forward. Morrison sort of flicked it into space and there was no way he should have got there. It was in between two sort of Leeds defenders. And he sort of went, well, I'm going to sort of Superman jump through the middle of these two and then we'll <laughs> foul. And he sort of did that. The ref looked at the referee, the referee gave it and he sort of, he went for it. There was no way he was going to get the ball, but he just asked the question. You know what I mean? And I think that's, yeah. That, you've got, a, if you compare him and Wallace, which I think is the easiest comparison, is when Wallace got here, the first season he was good, sort of for five or six games, got injured or whatever. Second season he came back, he took him five or six games to get up and running. This season, where he's had a proper pre-season in him and he's proper, sort of started, he's getting better and better and better. Now, obviously, Fred is is a bit part player at the club, but the more games he plays and the more experience he gets, he's only going to get better with experience. And sort of obviously the contract, the contract rumbling on. Whatever you think about, he's still here and. He, he's, you know, he put a shift in yesterday, so you, you can't ask no more from that. That is Millwall in a nutshell. You ask him to put a shift in, and you know, yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, Jed, Jed seems committed to the club. You know, it, it's, it's like a from the heart type of thing, uh, and you get players that buy into it. They, I think Jed buys into the Millwall thing, um, and Fred, I think, is 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 getting there. I think he's. I think yesterday was a great performance. Couple more like that, and Fred will be on that kind of uh, seeing that kind of light too. Um, fantastic stuff, uh, show overall. Um, so there we are. Mid mid table beckons. Can we go any higher, Harry? Do you think? Do you think mid? Are we dreaming too much to think in terms of doing better than mid table? If you keep nil, I think, uh, or El God, as I prefer. El God. 
<laughs> oh God! If you keep uh, God, we'll. Um, I think within three years we'd do it, whether or not that's this year, next year, or the year after. But I think he knows what he's doing, and he, he, you can't, you can only judge him what what he's done previously. And every year we've got better. Um, yeah. And as a judge of a player, uh, a judge of character, more importantly, cause all of the players, all of the squad, we just mentioned Jed and Fred. Um, but all of the squad buy into the Millwall thing. There's, there's no one that stands out as some kind of, you know, uh, the black sheep there that, that doesn't really get it and doesn't doesn't know what's required. That whole squad understand what's required to play for Millwall, and at its best, at its finest, it's what we saw yesterday. It's it's it's, it's something to behold. It is. It, it's a completely completely different one. It's a different football club than any other football club probably in the country, if not the world, isn't it? It's yeah. it's the last bastion of old school football. Yeah. Um, the working class game, as it used to be, and as we still love it. And yeah, we, 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 we still carry the torch. I think I think opposition fans kind of like it. I, I met up with um, a, a bloke from another podcast, the Total Football Club podcast yesterday, and uh, I think he was he was quite taken by it. It is totally different. Yes, it was a special game. It was it was the Leeds match, and we we know what that brings. But um, the the sheer torrent of noise and and the event as 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 a spectacle, um, there's nothing like it. What other way would you want to spend your Saturday afternoon, Harry? Oh well, without Millwall during the summer, you'll know that that's not very good, is it? After three or four weeks, you go fucking hell. When they back. Oh, I'll go to a shit pre-season friendly at Dartford because I just <laughs> I need a fix. You're like a, it's like an, it is an addiction, isn't it? You get us, you become addicted, and you you know I think what you're saying about Jed's probably right. You you know it's it's if you're of that way of thinking and that way of mo- way of mind, yeah, that you buy into the club, you've got to love fucking being here. I mean, it's so infectious, isn't it? You know. I know you weren't there Tuesday night, but what other club can come up for forty minutes with different ways of calling someone a cunt basically <laughs> on the spot? You know, you know. I mean, the songs, the chants, the just everything about about us. It's just, it, it's just different class, isn't it? We're, I wouldn't want to be anyone else. I don't care if we don't win the Champions League, the Premier League, the Championship, whatever. Just, it's a pride that Neil Harris has basically brought back into you over the last three years. That you're sitting there thinking, yeah, why not? Why not? Why can't we get in the top six? Why can't we push on? Because every time that there seems to be a challenge against this squad or New Harris's squads, they answer it and go above and beyond every single time they get there. You know, last season, the season before, you can't you can't knock them. And it's yeah. good to be a Millwall fan, isn't it? At the moment, it's just it's it's unusual because I remember when we first started doing these. Yeah. Especially misery. Time. It was misery. Misery fest, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, fucking, you used to think, how many are we going to get beat by? But today, really, was more the question than are we going to win, you know? Um, well, these are the days. Well well said, Harry. Fantastic stuff. Um, as you say, good time to be a mobile fan. You have, these are the days you have to for nurture for the for the bad times that will come. But um, for the moment, we're enjoying we're enjoying the roller coaster ride, the rock and roll roller coaster ride. That's wonderful stuff, Harry. Really appreciate it, mate. No worries. The only downside of today is that uh, Birmingham have sacked Harry Redknapp. So, yeah, we can't have it all, can we? Yeah, take away that little jewel that was on the horizon. Just circle that date in your diary. I think it's it's, it's December the twenty seventh. I think it's a Friday night. 
the return of Ian Holloway to the den. So get your tickets in early for that one, listeners. Great we stuff, Harry. Do the, uh, we could do the advertising for that, Nick. I think we no, could. I, I, might, I might lift some of what you've said there, 50 ways to call someone a cunt. What, other, what, better, what better advertising tagline can you get than that? I think that's a, I think that's a Christmas bestseller, that. 50 ways to call someone a cunt. Great stuff, Harry. Appreciate no, it, mate. Take care of yourself. Thank you, mate. Well, I've got to say credit to my players because they played for half hour Saturday with 10 minutes at, um, at Wolves uh, and nearly nicked a result. Uh, played for 60 minutes, we've added time, 60 minutes at QPR with 10 men and I've picked almost the same side again. And from the first moment to the last, we outrun Leeds. Uh, we outcompeted Leeds, we won every first ball, second ball, we played on the front foot, we was aggressive, we imposed ourselves on the game. Everything we speak about and pride ourselves on, we produce in that performance. Um, but I said to the boys, you know, don't underestimate, it wasn't just a meal performance with, with back to front and, and the crowd and the atmosphere. Um, we play some good football. We play, we play some really good football, going to really good areas. Um, Privilege to be the manager today, that group of players. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.